Hey everyone, welcome to A Quick Shot of Romance. I am Becky. And I am Leah. Oh, and yeah. Hi, Leah. Hi. I don't know what I'm doing. It's funny. Um, it could be worse. It could be worse. So, Although, so let me just say this. So if you watch our like feeds or anything like that, you know, the for never quick shot that we did had a very, very awkward intro, but it's got a lot of like traction. It does. <laughs> People really love it. I'm just leaning into the awkward. Even though this episode isn't dropping until May something, we dropped that episode in April and recorded it in March. Anyway, we're just, just going to lean just, more into the awkward. I mean, it's really, it's kind of our thing. It kind of is. But I'm super excited to talk about this book with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, because I have so many things to say, so let's get into this. Okay. On this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing For the Love of Whiskey by Melissa Foster. This is book two in her Redemption Ranch series, which is a spinoff of a spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah, they're spinoffs, but they're not really spinoffs at the same time. Like with Melissa Foster, like you're never going to read a series that doesn't come from another series. Like every single character you have met in like either their family or the character itself in some way like her her series are so connected i don't know how the woman keeps herself straight but she does she does she does and never is there characters that she misses names or miss ages i mean Mm -mm. she's meticulous in the details of these characters it can be intimidating though as a reader if you yes. aren't someone that wants to read, because she has like 120 some bucks. Oh, yeah. If you're not someone that wants to start at book one and go all the way through to catch up, or if you're not someone, if you're someone like me who likes to machete and jump around and doesn't always mm-hmm. feel a series, it can at times feel a little confusing and daunting. But I am going to tell you people, this book stands a thousand percent on its own. Mm -hmm. I think part of it, though, with this book, which we can give you all the details of like all the things, I think the difference is this book follows a different formula than some of her other books. And I'm saying that in the sense where like the heroine's backstory is completely different than anything I've ever read by Melissa Foster. I don't think she's ever read a character. It's completely different than anything I've ever read. So you have read stories with a similar like connotation of backstories, but the way that she writes it, she, she hits it out of the park and then some with this book. Um, Okay. So this just released April 19th of 2023. So we're releasing this within a month of release. We will keep this episode spoiler free. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a tropey book. (laughs) It is a tropey book. But it's not so tropey that like you are frustrated by it because the way that the story plays out, like it's not over trope. There is a lot of tropes in it, but it it works and it makes sense. And we're also being kind of nitpicky on the tropes. Well, so. it's an age gap. Uh, it's a bodyguard, un- unexpected protector type mm-hmm. romance, close proximity, cowboys. There is danger stalker or kidnapping involved in this um book emotional trauma fated to Mm -hmm. love found family friends to lovers there's a girl gang in this series uh there is grumpy she she does a girl gang 
Yeah. Very well. Uh, Grumpy Sunshine, Instant Attraction. Uh, the steam on this one, there is steam, which is interesting because there's a lot of big emotional feels plus past emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. But it does not in any way douse the chemistry in this story. Mm-mm. No, it doesn't. And the way that it plays out makes a lot of sense, too. There is some motorcycle club. Um and it is a bit of a redemption story. I put relationship coaching. And the only reason I do that, I did that is because, and we'll get into it, but because of Sully's background, the main female character, she has to kind of relearn some things. Well, it's not even just relationship coaching. She doesn't have to relearn. She has to learn things. But I don't feel like it's relationship coaching in that sense, because there's a lot of things that she has to learn in this book, because the way, like her background, she is very sheltered, not by her own doing in any way, but there's like a lot of little things. Like she's never used a cell phone. Like there's a lot of learning and relationships were not something that she experienced. So like- cowboy kind of had to take the head of that but at the same time the other people around her helped her with it too um and he callahan cowboy whiskey is absolutely a stern brunch daddy um and this is in a small town Mm -hmm. setting um whiskey's at redemption ranch is the series it is interconnected it pops at 59 percent um, so it does have a little bit of a slower burn, but again, so much chemistry. Mm-hmm. Well, from the get-go too, from the get-go, like he sees her and he's a goner. <laughs> he kind of is. Okay. Talk to us about who is Callahan Cowboy Whiskey. So the, let's give a little backstory of the ranch. So the redemption ranch is basically a rehab rehabilitation ranch that the whiskey family has created. So on staff, there are therapists, but that is one thing that I love about these books is like the, the main focus of these stories is therapy and the different types of therapies and how the therapies, like one person does really well in this setting. And one person does really well in this setting, like sitting and talking. Okay. And I get that the therapy was kind of a part of this, but I don't feel like it played that big of a part in this it series. Did, but I just wanted to talk about that in general because I love the fact that like it's the focus of Redemption Branch. But is it though? Okay, so here's my challenge. Here's why I challenge this. Because so I read this book as a standalone. I didn't read the mm-hmm. first book because the first book was Friends to Lovers and just it wasn't my it wasn't my feel. Um. yeah therapy is what is supposed to bring them there but it's really more about self-discovery it is but in the sense that there's always something or somebody there that uh, like helps them along like it is not it is not therapy in the traditional sense like in book in book one 
Dare is the hero and his like his basic thing is like taking care of the animals and he talks to the people who are helping him and they open up to him and like talk about things that are bothering him it is the therapeutic i see i just don't think it was that big of a deal like it's there in the background but this story was so much bigger than that it is. It is a lot bigger. I just want to point that out, though, that she is not afraid to talk about it. But anyway, so Callahan, Cowboy Whiskey, it, he works with the horses at Whiskey Ranch. But and he's so he, much, but he's so, he's much, so much more, more. than that. He's he the so oldest sibling, right? <laughs> yes. I believe he he's the, the oldest, oldest sibling. Mm-hmm. So I love him. Like, he is absolute book boyfriend material. Oh, 100%. This is a top read of 2023. I'm calling it right now. Like, this book is going to stay in the top. Mm-hmm. But he is... So I know you don't watch it, but I watched the series Yellowstone. I have not caught up mm-hmm. on the current season. But he's the Rip character that I've been wanting. Yeah. He's... Because he's so much more than just the guy that cares for the horses. Mm-hmm. Or trains because they rescue part of the ranch, and see that's the other piece too. Is there's this, there's um, a, they're all like on animal, animal rescue, rescue on top of, on top of yeah. human rescue. It, I don't, I don't know. I don't, there's there's a lot of working pieces to this book, and honestly, this is a book that there's so much emotion and so much healing and so much, just there's so much in this book that you are doing yourself a disservice by not reading it like honestly but cowboy is this character who he he loves he loves big he loves hard but he has such a gentleness about him that you are not expecting because the way that melissa foster like describes him like you think he's going to come across as like this gruff like intense guy which he is i am not discounting that he isn't but he has this way about him, like he just you can't help falling in love with him He's just a little bit. Absolutely kind of like a grizzly bear style of character. Mm-hmm. Rough, hard outside, but loves big, soft, squishy inside. Mm-hmm. But the complexity to who he is, and you know, he he even does some things that he feels he needs to do to avenge the heroine. Oh, yeah. There's a scene where he takes matters into his own but hands. It's it kind of at, at if you look at the whole picture of the book at that moment, you're kind of like he hid this side to himself mm-hmm. so well. And it all, it, it, I almost felt at this, that it was at out the same of time, character. Like you, well, but then, but then like, as the book goes, you realize like that isn't really out of character for him, it's not. but it was just so much in that moment that you're like, holy crap. Like what is like, what is going on here? But as you learn more about him from like little like pieces and like the fact that like when he came back from this little outing of his, which we're not going to tell you what it is. His dad was like, yeah, I totally knew you were going to do that. Like he knew. Yeah. Everybody knew. (laughs) There were no secrets. There's no secrets. There's no secrets at all. So let's talk about the main female heroine. So I had feelings about this. So her backstory is that she has escaped from a cult in West Virginia with the help of a truck driver and his wife. 
And her mm-hmm. escape was so smart and so yeah. well done. She knew she had to get out. And she has now been transported back to Colorado with the help of this truck driver and his wife. And she's seeking mm-hmm. a safe haven, which ends up being Re- Redemption Ranch. Right. Now. now, if you read the prequel, which is, what is it called? Free, <laughs> excuse me, Freeing Sully. It talks, it gives you in-depth talk about how she escapes. Like, it is her escape. Like, her talking about how she's tried to do this before, like what she's going to do, how she does it, how she meets the trucker and all of those things. And they do touch base on it in the book. So you do not need to read the prequel, but if you really want to get a feel for like who Sully is going into it and her determination of getting out, then give it a, give it a read. But Becky didn't read it. I didn't read the prequel and I don't feel that I missed anything. Like I, I was so drawn to who Sully is as a character, mm-hmm. such inner strength and a beauty within the way she is written. It was, insp- I really wasn't, it was inspiring and she deserved all the happiness that she gets in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and as you read the book, you learn so much about her life and what she thought. Well, her power and her inner strength and really the way that the story unfolds and the way that we get to know Sully and experience the journey through her eyes, it really shows the genius of how Melissa Foster writes. Mm -hmm. It really is. But it really like the um, the fact that she can write such a beautiful picture and a beautiful story tear you apart at the same time because no joke like I think I was like 15% into the book like you had texted me like when you were reading it and said that like you were in all the feels and I was like 15% into like into the book and I texted Becky I was like she is going to break me over and over again with this book and and she does like I was a I was a blubbery mess and I was in a hard book hangover after I finished it well and I really wasn't sure how this book was gonna go because mm-hmm. in all honesty, so there used to be a TV show called The Following that Kevin Bacon yes. was on. I love that. And it was a cult and it was three seasons mm-hmm. and it was bonkers, but I loved it. Like yeah. fed my true crime serial killer heart. Mm-hmm. So as I'm reading this book, I wasn't sure what we were getting. Yeah. Were we going to get that there was this stalker kidnapping air of mystery cult leader that was going to come at her and then Mm -hmm. we were going to see like true motorcycle club protection like she kept me guessing Mm -hmm. and it really could have just been like action adventure romance like it could have been that or it could have been what we got with the action and the adventure which was this full encompassing emotional ride yeah All the while, like still at the end. And Melissa Foster, if you are listening to this, I would like to talk to you about the 30 seconds in the third act that to this moment, my gut is like my my tummy is still on the floor. Like I lost I was like like gut punch for a whole like 30 seconds. Yeah. She gets you. I was a I was a mess. Like yeah. three pages. 
of was it only three pages because the... i felt like it was more than three pages WTF? what are you doing melissa foster <laughs> like and i'm not spoiling this for you guys because you all need to experience you do and that and that's the thing like that that is the thing with this book is it is one that like i want to give you all the details and all the little nuances that sh- and it's it's kind of a girthy book but you are so absorbed and invested in this in sully herself like callahan yes but you were invested in sully's growth and transformation and one thing i really love though is the fact that he he is there and he helps but he allows her to figure out what she is who she is what she wants i mean he has a dumbass moment we will but he does but but at the well yes because like i disagree because he's doing it for her for her like i just wanted him to be selfish in that moment well, so there was. So there's this, you know, there's this piece sometimes with male heroines or heroes, male heroes, that we get where you know we read a lot of dark romance, a lot of mafia, and we want the hero that's coming in and just mm-hmm. taking over. Taking. But that didn't work Mm-mm. for this no. story. No, because it wouldn't have worked at all. Callahan, cowboy, he was holding her hand through all of this. Mm -hmm. He let her take the lead. And I look at it as, so there's a piece about a compass in this story. And they call him the Boy Scout. Cowboy is kind of the Boy Scout. He was the guy that his he was closest to his grandfather who originally owned the ranch. And um, he had his grandfather's compass and he was the Boy Scout, the always prepared, the one that was there for every little scenario Mm -hmm. and i thought of him as like her true north yeah like one thousand percent he didn't need to take over and dominate her and Mm -hmm. tell her how to live he just needed to remain steady and in the same place well and this is a really good example of how like he stands beside her not in front of her and not like he beside her even like a half a step behind like he wants her to lead the charge in how she is going to do things and he he wants her to to figure out like who she is and if that's going to be without him so that's okay too but like he really like he he is just next to her and allowing her to heal and grow And it's just, it's, he's a lot and not in a bad way. So one of the things that I sometimes have said about Melissa Foster's book is we meet a lot of people along the way. And if you read these as standalones, sometimes the pages feel crowded. Yeah. And I think the reason you can read this book on its own is Sully is new to the family. She's new to the whiskeys. She's new to the world. Mm-hmm. So Melissa did a really great job of introducing us along the way as if you're bringing someone new into the fold, a new friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it really helped. And yes, I want to go back now. And there's other books that I want to read now mm-hmm. because I've met them in a way that wasn't intimidating and wasn't like, 
you know. Well, and she teases in such a way that like, you're like, wow, I really need, I really need their story. Well, like, I, I need really to read need, their story. I really need the next book in this series because we oh. meet the cutest little boy ever. Yes. Yes. When, what does he call everyone? Sugar. Sugar. He calls him sugar. He's hey, like sugar. five years old and calls everybody sugar. Yeah. He is a He's handful. a tiny little flirt and adorable. And I am, I am super excited for that So there that is book. a couple characters in this book that frustrated me. That I didn't love them. And one of them is Cowboy's mom. Yeah. I don't like her. Like. No. No, I, like, I felt, like, at first I thought, oh my gosh, great, you know, she'll be, like, kind of this voice of reason, the character that we're all gonna, like, tell our problems to, and she's gonna be loving and supportive and take on the motherly role. But then, but then when he tells her, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, her professionalism kicks in instead of her mom's side, because Mm -hmm. she's acting in the role of therapist, for Sully. Yeah. And it felt wrong in that moment of the book. It felt out of place because you get this deep sense of family and you can't have a man like Cowboy if the mother is going to be so cold and clinical. But in that Mm -hmm. moment, she was really cold and really clinical and kind of ruined that moment in the book. It did. But I... I think, though, that the way that the their thought process behind the ranch in itself, if they if she had written it differently, then it wouldn't hold true to the way that they run the ranch. Do you know what I mean? But they're going to challenge the way they run the ranch in the next book. They totally are. And so I'm curious to see how the mom reacts to any of that. She's just not a favorite character. She didn't. It, in a mom role, you either you have one of two kinds of moms. You in romance, we either get the really bitchy mom that's like the villain, the villain yeah. of the book that's mm-hmm. standing in the way of their happiness that, you know, that is just not a likable character. Mm-hmm. And then you get the mom character, the overly yeah. loving, the soft place to land. And in this instant, the mom was not the soft place to land, but she wasn't she a wasn't. villain. No, she, it was the like weird in between. She just felt really two dimensional, especially when we had these, her husband was this huge dynamic presence when he was mm-hmm. on the page, calling his son forward yeah. and calling him out for his chaos. And then it just, I don't know. There was something about it that didn't fit in that moment for me. And that, I mean, it makes sense. And I can understand where you're coming from. And I think that, I think that that's the thing. Like she went at it from a clinical standpoint and you, you weren't expecting that in a family series for Melissa Foster. Yeah. I guess that's just it too. She's not like the other moms we've seen. And I think that that might be part of it too. Cause like Melissa Foster, she writes a, a certain type of mom. They're either like the the mom that like is kind of out of touch with everything, or they're like the, the broad brigade. The, <laughs> like 
she has the proper gait but then like she had but mo- most of the time with our heroes and heroines the melissa foster book the mom and the dad if they are present like they're very loving they're very understanding they're very like you do what you need to do to be happy and i think that that might be part of the reason that like that whole scene threw you off because she kind of she went a different direction with that mom and it it didn't hold it it didn't have that melissa foster feel to it yeah it it kind of took you out of the emotions of Mm -hmm. the book in the moment yeah, and made for a little bit almost um, jarring reading for that, Mm -hmm. you know, that exchange and that interaction. It does. But then, but then she brings you back and just tears you apart. Still an amazing book and it is still a top read and five million stars five million stars for this book it is such a good book and such a good story and the way that it plays out it just like i like i honestly like i was in a four-day book hangover i had just reread books for like days after that because i knew i could not read anything new and enjoy it because i was in like she she just she just I don't even know. <laughs> she just, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's our review, our quick shot of romance um, for, for the love of whiskey. Um, <laughs> if you have a book you think we should be reading and reviewing, send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com and we will get it on our TBR. We recently had a listener reach out and ask for Michelle Hurd review. They'd like some more Michelle Hurd. So mm-hmm. we've added a book to our TBR and Lee and I will get to that in the coming weeks. We will. Anyway, thanks, Leah, for joining me for this quick shot of romance. Of course, it's always a good time. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.